Good afternoon and welcome to the full moon festival of Pisces. This March 8th, 2020. Every month we meet as a group unity on the mental plane within the heart center of the new group of well service in order to celebrate the full moon festivals, to take advantage of the extraordinary opportunities at this propitious time, to cooperate with the unparalleled and potent energies and forces reaching the planet from distant sources, to share in the sublime service activities of hierarchical dimensions and involving Shambhala, that sacred place where the will of God is known, and in order to fulfill our part in the one work. Today, the full moon festivals are becoming widespread, and that is great, both factually and symbolically. But it is a relatively new phenomenon to have the needed knowledge and be able to cooperate both subjectively and objectively on a large scale with the hierarchy and with the spiritual energies made especially available at the times of the full moon. These energies are increasingly flowing into the center which we call the human race and instigating, accelerating, intensifying, and creating the ferment which is evoking the creation of the appropriate and fitting vehicles for the new energies of unification and synthesis. Our steadfast monthly effort ensures the circulation of these energies so that they reach the whole of humanity and the animal, plant, and mineral kingdoms. The conditions and challenges evocative of a united human effort are on the rise. Presently, we are faced with one such situation, a threatening health challenge of global dimensions, calling for a synthesis of effort and an inclusive approach to finding a solution. It involves rethinking our old ways of doing things by adjusting to an extensive global coordination of national goals. Consciousness of the one humanity is insistently knocking on the doors of all individual nations. We are talking about the coronavirus, which is threatening and rapidly spreading over the world, and challenging and indicating our interconnectedness, and simultaneously demonstrating the artificial nature of boundaries and nationalism. It is also revealing the extent to which we have annihilated distance and made the world into a truly global village, an achievement whose true implications we are struggling to accommodate. The significant lessons, it seems, are being learned slowly. One of them is that individual nation national efforts, while necessary and very good, must lead the way to global cooperation and sharing in view of the growing human problems that today transcend the old structural delineations 
and parameters, both physically and otherwise, and which are to be relinquished as soon as more enlightened structures make their appearance. Let us pause at this time to reflectively sound the mantra of unification together as souls moving outward from the center of all love. The sons of men are one and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve, not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring its due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all men love. We are told that the 12 signs of the zodiac constitute a great heart center of a being. We've also been told that the heart center is the repository of 12 forces or energies. Discipleship, volume 8, Discipleship in the New Age, volume 2, page 660. The energies of the different astrological signs may therefore be considered as expressions of some aspects of love emanating from this great heart center into our planet. And from this point of view, the 12 signs may be considered as the 12 petals of this great heart center, with each sign of the zodiac relating to one of the virtues through which these love energies of are expressing themselves as indicated by the Tibetan on the same page cited before. Of the 12 virtues through which the energies from the 12 petals of this great heart center express themselves, the Tibetan named 11, seemingly leaving out the 12 virtues, which upon reflection seem to be the one virtue that ties all the other virtues together and unites all twelve and for which we may suggest the virtue of inclusiveness and including potency and relate it to Pisces as Pisces synthesizes the energies of all the eleven signs of the zodiac 
making their energies indirectly available to us as we journey to thy sacred feet. This synthesizing energy of Pisces has created a great field of accomplishment, which we characterize as the Piscean Age, and in which humanity is living and moving and having its being for the past 2,000 years. This is the field of influence of the two fishes connected by a band and swimming in opposite directions within the ocean of matter, within the ocean of humanity, and making Pisces a dual sign. Pisces holds the promise and possibility of a great transmutation before the world, the transmutation of a duality into unity along the existing band between the two fishes. This duality determines the peculiar journey in Pisces, which first consists of leaving the father's home, then later returning with the developed power to save. The two keynotes summarize the two stages of the one way, one keynote for the form nature and the other for the soul aspect. These keynotes define the objective goals facing all disciples in Pisces at one time or another about that goal or journey or story we theoretically know a lot today and are increasingly acquiring practical experience and wisdom on the way as we follow the rules of the road it might be said that we the present students and aspirants have received the most enlightened presentation of occult law esoteric teachings and ideas concerning the spiritual path and opportunities that the energies from the science hold for us. This situation has made the goal more understandable and also increased our service responsibility. In Pisces, the goal of the soul is most clearly enunciated in the keynote. I leave the Father's home. Turning back, I say. The keynotes can be broken into two parts. The key words from the point of view of the form is stated as follows. And the words said, go forth into matter. This marked the outset of the journey into matter and spelled the bondage for the soul. Of that commencement eons ago, we possess no recollection. But it is symbolically captured and portrayed for us in some ancient quotes by the Tibetan called the Path of Earth Experience. And reads as follows Before the throne of God, the angel with all other angels stood and cried, Lord of my life. Give me the strength to tread the path of revelation, to cross the sea of dark illusion and face the lighted way of earth. God said, Go forth and far away. So we are told our long journey from the Father's home began, perhaps full of hope and enthusiastic enterprise, 
some distant kalpas ago. The angel who is our higher self always knows the beginning from the end and therefore knew of the perils and joys of the journey. The angel knew that it will be tumultuous, exacting, and rigorous, sometimes full of inspiration and accomplishments, and at other times despondency and inertia characterize the way. Thus, at times, the journey is described as the path of revelation and the lighted way of earth and at other times as a path trodden through the sea of dark illusion. The angel asked to be granted strength. The angel is also full of daring and valor, of patience and persistence, and of unalloyed singleness of purpose. For nowhere did the angel abandon his quest. He seemed to endure both darkness and the light alike with detachment. All these qualities and attributes are the endowments of the angel who is our true self. And we might sometimes ask if we really look the part as we reflect upon the mystery of our own existence and the challenges we are facing on the way. An answer from deep within us whispers that we do look the part, and we are all that and more. The inflowing energies at the full moon of Pisces evokes these hidden potentials into demonstration within us. There is so much to be revealed by brooding over the symbol of Pisces, so much that we cannot and cannot be exhausted in this short presentation. The band between the two fishes is at first a symbol of captivity of the soul by the form. But this band may also be considered as an evolving symbol of a pathway of a relationship between states of being or consciousness. From such a point of view, the band may then represent the, main, the many pathways and dualities encountered on the way to the Father's home. Is the band between the two fishes, one swimming deep in the darkness of the sea and the other swimming on the surface, basking in the sunlight, not some distant reflection symbolizing a pathway of progress? Are the pathway of revelation? the path across the sea of dark illusion and the path of the lighted way of earth, perhaps not reflected in the band between the two fishes? And is this band not also a symbol of the pairs of opposites peculiar to the transformations and the transmutations to be made in Pisces from the lower nature into the higher manifestation, from the lower psychical powers into the higher spiritual faculties of which the Tibetan names nine and also from the devotion to the needs of the self and to develop devotion and response to the needs of humanity. This band between the two fishes could not all only be all the above 
I could also become a vital living channel along which the imporing energies and forces of deity abundantly reach humanity. This band between the two fishes becomes the path of understanding when suffering has done its work and pain is bringing its due reward of light and love. Then the memory of the father's home begins dimly to dawn on the imagination long before it becomes knowledge of the path of recognition leading to revelation. The awakening of the prodigal son in the New Testament and the fearful surrender of Jonah in the Old Testament come to mind. And so it came to pass that a great turning was made by the angel, angel of persistent toil, the pilgrim on the way, the son of man who is also a son of God, humanity learning slowly but steadily on a long and arduous journey. And the attitude of the angel, now wiser, older, and ever more determined, is summarized in the following quotes. This is the quote that characterizes the second half of the journey. Before the gate which opens on the lighted way, the angel stood alone and said, Lord of my life, the way of revelation is the way of manifested life. The path of dark illusion leads to the glory of the rising sun. The lighted way of earth leads to the light that scatters every shadow. I seek to tread the lighted way which leads to thy presence. As yet that way is dark. What shall I do? God said. Draw near and enter into thine own light, and in that light you shall see light. This, we are told, is the way of the Antakarana. On that way we are bridging between heaven and earth. On that way the two fishes with the band between them moving in opposite directions will be transmuted and transformed, and will then be moving in one united direction towards the Father's home. On that way, bondage and captivity, symbolized by the limiting band that tied the two fishes, will have done its work and taught their lessons of privation. On that way, we attain to the understanding and achievement of detachment, dispassion, discrimination, and renunciation as the proper technique of living and the growing will to sacrifice. The growing will to sacrifice increasingly begin to qualify and crown all efforts. This symbolic upward way towards the Father's home is factually a pathway in consciousness and represents new and awaiting states of awareness through which redeeming energies will flood the world. Of this pathway, we know through effort and aspiration a lot today. We know that it is a path of overcoming. Pisces especially makes the needed energies for treading this path available. The band between the two fishes now becomes a path on which we work 
to dispel illusion, dissipate glamour, and devitalize all that hinders and prevents service. Humanity is more consciously treading this path today more than ever before. A pathway or field that has been inspired by the energies of Pisces. For we are told that Pisces is the inspiration of the world's savior and also the field of salvation. These are the potencies that are cyclically made abundantly available at each Pisces full moon festival. The evidence of the impact of these salvaging, liberating, and redeeming energies are demonstrating before our very eyes. But the enthusiasm of world workers is breathtaking. All formerly disenfranchised groups are awake and agitating. New alliances are being contemplated and formed. Universities and colleges are dedicating departments to research on the sustainable development goals. Women are seeking liberation and liberating themselves. The light is penetrating laser-like into every aspect of life on earth, revealing more and more the way to go and above all the work to be done. Let us end with a quote from Esoteric Astrology, page 472. It has been the steady impact of Pisces forces which has at long last brought humanity, the world disciple, to the very door of initiation. For over 2,000 years, Piscean influence has been playing upon mankind. It has brought about the demand for world adjustment. It has developed the international spirit has led to the foundations of groups in every department of human living and so laid the foundation for the future synthesis in Aquarius. Let us meditate. Meditation, letting in the light. Group fusion. We affirm the fact of group fusion and integration within the heart center of the group of well service. Mediating between hierarchy and humanity. I am one with my group brothers and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them. Alignment. 
we project a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy of the planet. The planetary heart, the great ashram of Sanat Kumara, and towards the Christ at the heart of hierarchy. extend the line of light towards Shambhala, the center where the will of God is known. higher interlude. Hold the contemplative mind open to the extra planetary energies streaming into Shambhala and radiated through hierarchy. Using the creative imagination, endeavor to see the three planetary centers, Shambhala, hierarchy and humanity gradually coming into alignment and interplay.
meditation. Reflect on the seed thought of Pisces. I leave the Father's home and turning back, I save. Precipitation, using the creative imagination, visualize the energies of light, love, and the will to good pouring throughout the planet and becoming anchored on earth and prepared physical plane centers through which the plan can manifest. Use the sixfold progression of divine love as the sequence of energy precipitation. Shambhala, hierarchy, the Christ, the group of world service, men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world, physical centers of distribution.
lower interlude. Refocus consciousness as a group within the periphery of the great ashram. Together, sound the affirmations. In the center of all love I stand. From that center, I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shared abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. Visualize the downpouring spiritual inflow released from Shambhala through the hierarchy and streaming into humanity through the prepared channel. Consider how these empowering energies are establishing the pathway of light for the coming world teaching, the Christ.
distribution as the great invocation is sounded visualize the outpouring of light and love and power from the spiritual hierarchy through the five planetary inlets London Darjeeling New York Geneva Tokyo, irradiating the consciousness of the whole human race. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into the minds of men. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center, which we call the race of men, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth.
thank you. Few announcements. The Pisces full moon occurs on March 9th. 2020 tomorrow at 1:47 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. The next new moon meditation will be on Monday, February 24th, 2020, between 6 to 7 p.m. Strengthening the hands of the new group of well service. We are moving towards the three spiritual festivals in 2020. But the New York meetings, the Easter festival, Aries full moon, will be on April 7th, 2020 at 6.30 p.m., the Easter festival. Then the Waysak festival of Taurus, full moon, will be Wednesday, May 6th, 2020 at also 6.30 p.m. And then the Christ festival and World Invocation Day the Gemini full moon will be a Thursday, June 4th, 2020, also at 6.30 p.m. So we are working in the full tide of the Pisces full moon, climaxing tomorrow at 1.47 p.m. Thank you.